deal. At home, turn us up. In your car, turn us on. At work, tell others about Talking with Ms. T, the talk show that's giving you trending topics, noted news, interesting interviews, community updates, and so much more. It continues right now. Miss T. She'll do the talking. All you got to do is be a good listener. Greetings for this meeting and the last show of June as we celebrate six years of bringing you the latest in trending news, hot topics, interesting interviews, new music, and more. It is the 319th edition of What You Shouldn't Be Missing. This is Tanisha Baker, and I want to thank you for continuing to tune in and support Talking With T. This show is supported by the award-winning talk show, What's Going On?, which airs on CTV each Sunday at noon. It is the longest-running talk show on the station, featuring founder Robert Minter, producer Ray Brown, and yours truly as the co-host. Don't forget to tune in each week to find out what's going on. You can find links to past episodes by visiting TalkingWithT.com. It's June 28th, and if today is your birthday, you share it with your birthday mates, actor-director Mel Brooks, Actress Tashina Arnold, who is most remembered for her role on the TV sitcom Martin and actor John Cusack. Today, I celebrate my 18th anniversary with my husband, Derek Baker, who has always been patient and supportive as I spread my wings to try new things. He shares me with my job, the community and all of you. While I take care of all the balls I have in the air, he takes care of me. So, Derek, I just want to say thank you for the way you love me, and I look forward to many more anniversaries with you. Today on the national calendar is National Logistics Day, National Alaska Day, and National Insurance Awareness Day. On this date in history in 1935, Mary McLeod Bethune, founder and president of Bethune-Cookman College, receives the Spingarn Medal from the NAACP. She is honored for speaking out against racism and injustice in the South as well as in the North without compromise or fear. And in 1946, Thurgood Marshall receives the Spingarn Medal for his distinguished service as a lawyer before the Supreme Court of the United States. As we continue to recognize June as Black Music Month for this show, I want to highlight none other than the Queen of Soul, Aretha Franklin. Aretha Franklin was born on March 25, 1942, and we lost her August 16, 2018. But in those 76 years, Franklin left her mark on music and the world. She started out singing gospel in Detroit, Michigan, where her father was a minister, and went on to record 112 charted singles on Billboard, 17 top 10 pop singles, 20 number one R&B singles, she is one of the best-selling music artists of all time, having sold more than 75 million records worldwide. Throughout her career, she received numerous honors and awards, and Rolling Stone magazine ranked her number one on its list of 100 greatest singers of all time.
The theme this month is Just Do It in June. That thing you've been thinking about, dreaming about, wishing about, just do it. Every journey starts with one single step. And today I encourage you to take that step. Find the courage to go after your dreams. Believe in yourself. Have confidence in who you are. You were born to be great. So just do it. Talking with T would love to feature your organization or business. Become a sponsor or advertise on the show. Let us help you reach more people and promote your brand, service, or product. Business owners, church leaders, entrepreneurs, why not build your brand on Talking With T, your urban talk show designed to engage, educate, empower, and encourage. Call today, 865-409-1170 for more details or visit TalkingWithT.com. Pull your ears on blast. This will go real fast as we cover today's T's tidbits. One of the biggest stories trending in the news is the tragic collapse of a residential building in Surfside, Florida. The last I read, there are still 152 people missing as loved ones hold on to hope and search and rescue teams work around the clock. And when I say I am praying so hard for these people, this was such a horrific event to see. Also trending was the sentencing of Derek Chauvin, who was charged in the murder of George Floyd. Although Chauvin got less than the maximum sentence, he did get 22 and a half years. For today's Black Girl Magic, Gabby Thomas won the women's 200-meter dash during Saturday's U.S. Olympic trials, clocking in at 21.61 seconds. According to USA Today, not only did she beat her personal best record of 21.94 seconds, but her time on Saturday is the second fastest in the history of the event. Florence Griffith Joyner still holds the record with 21.34 seconds that she ran back in 1988 during the Olympic Games in Seoul. Overcoming Believers Church here in Knoxville, led by Pastor Darrell Arnold, will host an event to focus on healing after Knoxville has faced one of its most violent periods in modern history. The free event, Building Bridges Seminar, will take place Tuesday, June 29th from 7 to 8.30 p.m. This event is featuring the daughter of the late Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., Bernice King, as well as the most awarded female gospel artist of all time, one of my faves, C.C. Winans, and will be emceed by Halloran Hilton Hill. Doors open at 6.15 p.m., but seating is limited. If you can't make it in the doors, you can tune in on the Overcoming Believers Church Facebook page. Everybody's Talking With T, the talk show designed to engage, educate, empower, and encourage the community is on. WJBE 99.7 FM and 1040 AM, just the best every day. All right, listeners, by now, you know the routine. It's the part of the show where we review trending news and hot topics. And today I have none other than the know-it-all Professor Jay and our top investigator, Mustafa Instigator, P.I. Pam. And as we start this segment, I want to start with the BET Awards, which opened with a Kurt Franklin production featuring rapper Lil Baby and host Taraji P. Henson. As the awards focus on celebrating the year of the black woman, and I was here for all of it. Wait, I lied. I lied, y'all. I'm sorry. Not all of it, but most of it. I will say that. It was pretty entertaining. 
Uh, we got the big announcement that Cardi B is pregnant, expecting her second child with Offset. And we had Queen Latifah, who won the Lifetime Achievement Award. So it was really just a great and entertaining evening for the most part. Well, I did not watch the awards when it first aired because much like previous versions of the BET Awards, they'll probably come on 5,000 times between now and <laughs> the next BET Awards. And you mentioned, was it Lil Baby? There's two yeah. little babies to try to figure out. Little baby, the baby, big baby. Um, <laughs> yeah. And and Cardi B is pregnant by Offset again. <sighs> While well, I'm happy okay. that, you know, <laughs> there's newness of life. I just hope that this pregnancy is not, you know, full of drama as it was with what was what was the last child's name? Culture. Culture, uh huh. Yeah, okay. But yeah. I I'll catch I'll catch the awards on the replay, but everybody's social media commentary has given me much to go on. Yeah, yeah. You can pretty much get the gist of everything if you follow social media. Yes, you can. I was thoroughly pleased with the BT Awards because I like the little ratchet hood music. I love Lil Baby. He's actually coming to Knoxville with Lil Dirk on August the 15th, and I'll be in the house. Is that at Thompson Bowling? Yes. I thought I saw that, but I'm like, Jay, I get confused with little baby, big baby, the baby, somebody having a baby. But I knew somebody's baby was coming to Thompson Bowling, so it's little baby. Yeah, little baby. He performed with Kurt Franklin, and he looked, you know, a little out of place. And at the end, he didn't know what he just did. Don't make me laugh. He was, you know, he couldn't, you know, crip walk. He couldn't throw up, throw up no signs. Like he just clapping with his fingers closed, like. Okay. Well, they should have they should have worked with him a little bit so he would know how to join in on the praise and clap right. on the on the what is it you, you clap on Jay? You clap on the two and the four. Yeah, clap on the you two and the four. The, you clap on the one. You clap on the one and the three. You don't you you don't have a spirit. <laughs> you can't crit walk on the two and the four. He was clapping on the one, one and the three the whole time. Little Kurt Franklin was running from side to side. <laughs> I, I cannot with y'all. I and cannot. The baby did perform too, and Moneybag Yo. Okay. Oh, Pam, Pam knows all of them. Okay. Well, Good. I'll just live vicariously through you and try to catch up the best I can. Um, the past few shows have focused on the summer season. We've talked about everything from vacation and travel tips to self-care to cookout etiquette. And today, we will keep it going and talk about how to keep our youth engaged and productive during the summer. And while we all need a break, including students, we also want to make sure there is some intellectual stimulation. Summer learning loss is real. I'm going to say it again for the people in the back. Summer Learning loss is real, and with the interruptions we had last year with COVID and such, we really can't afford for our kids to fall academically behind. So we're going to talk a little bit, some tips, some strategies, and I'll start with one thing you can do is making sure your child is reading a book. A lot of schools assign summer reading, so let's make sure that just a few minutes a day or even a week 
so that your child spends some time reading or even listening to you read to them. I agree that daily reading is very beneficial. We have so many students who come in who are not reading on grade level. And as an English teacher myself, um, you know, that summer reading list, it's not just something that we do on a humbug. I, I, I'm, I've been one of those teachers who has been guilty of giving a quiz the first few weeks of school over the summer reading and counting it as an actual grade. And I've had colleagues who have done that. So you don't want your child to fall behind in his or her first few weeks of school because of something that has not been done. But another uh, another tip that I'd like to share with our listeners is to take advantage of a lot of the free virtual tours that different museums are offering because of the pandemic. You know, you may not be able to go to the various museums around the country and maybe even around the world. So you can save yourself the plane ticket, uh, the, the gas in the car, and just log on to your computer. Simple Google search may be able to take you to that museum that you've always wanted to visit. If you wanted to go to the Louvre over in France or uh, maybe some other museum, uh, you can definitely have your child, and even you as an adult, can engage in a virtual tour, something informative, something light, but at the same time educational. And you don't even have to leave your home. That's a great suggestion, Jay. You're just so smart, aren't you? I, I well, you know, I try, I try to act like I know a little something. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it is that I didn't know that, so I have to incorporate that into my grandson's summer learning. Um, but also. Put the kids outside. Don't have them sitting on them games all day, all night long, mm-hmm. all up in grown folks' business. Put them outside. Let them ride bikes. Let them skate. Let them, let them fall and stuff. Let them live. They, these kids so soft now, boy, you touch them and they go, whoa. You say they soft, Sam. Soft as a baby's bottom. <laughs> they don't know how to fall. They don't know how to fall. They don't know how to do, do nothing. Nothing at all. They just soft. And, you know, yeah, I did read where getting kids out in nature is really healthy and stimulating. A hike, you know, it's a lot of free places to go. Most people are near some type of park or even a national park. There are free historic places to check out. But, yeah, get outside. Breathe some fresh air. I'm with you, Pam. Let them play because, you know, how long will we lock down? Too long. Too long. Yeah. And some things you can do together as a family, you can cook, learn some new recipes, and people don't realize all of the learning that occurs when you're cooking because you got measurements, you got reading, you got family fun time, so that's a good activity. I also saw scavenger hunts, and that's fun where you can kind of create a scavenger hunt. Uh, for your family with your child. Maybe you can have them create one. It's just all types of things you can do. And I think the bottom line is you don't want them spending their whole summer on video games, right? You want to get them ready for their futures. And preparation for that, we can't put it on pause just because it's summer. Now, like I said, we know we need a break. We tired, y'all. Educators are tired, kids are tired, parents are tired, we get it. But we still have to prepare to move forward. 
So, Jay, I know towards the end, Memphis came out of their restrictions and went back into the schoolhouse. And I guess when school starts, most places are going full-fledged back in person. Are you ready for that? Are we ready for that? Are our kids ready for that? Well, it's going to be a bit, quite a bit of an adjustment. I don't know um, if we're ready for it, but it's, it's just like hide and go seek ready or not, here it comes. Mm-hmm. Um, it's definitely going to change the way that we do school, even in a, even, um, in a sense of how we approach instruction. Um, mm-hmm. I know down here, the virtual learning was such a big thing to where several parents have expressed the desire to have their children to continue the virtual learning even through the upcoming school year such that the district is mandating that if you want your child to be a part of the virtual learning for the upcoming school year, the child has to be enrolled strictly in a virtual uh, learning option and does not have, you know, the ability to go into the building to do that virtual learning. So, um, again, it's, it's definitely changing how we do instruction. I can definitely see how we as educators are going to be incorporating a lot more technology, even with in-person instruction. Um, mm-hmm. The days of, of pencil and paper are gradually coming to an end, and it's going to definitely involve a paradigm shift for us. Yeah. So here in Knoxville, there is the option as well for your student to continue virtual, although the deadline for enrolling in that virtual learning environment has passed. It's kind of like what you described, Jay, in that if you enroll in this virtual school, you're that is its own school. You're not associated or affiliated with any of the schools on the list. So no sports, no extracurricular, you're in the virtual environment. And I'm afraid that People chose that option out of fear, and I get it, because COVID indeed was very scary. And in Tennessee, still less than half of the residents have been vaccinated. But I think it's all going to get better. And then there you have other kids going to school, enjoying extracurricular and sports, and some kids are still going to be stuck in the house for a whole year again. And so I'm not judging, you know, everybody has to do what's best for their family and for their youth, but I think it's going to cause some type of stress and frustration later on in the school year because you can't change your mind. Right. And I think, you know, like you said, those students who are involved in the strictly virtual, uh, virtual learning will miss out on the socialization aspect that comes with being with their peers for six or seven hours a day. And this will be the second year that they won't have that privilege. And so, Mm. uh, again, in addition to adjusting to the instructional piece, there's the social-emotional piece. Uh, We've been talking around social-emotional learning as the new education buzzword uh, for the past, I would say, two years now. But 
the pandemic and as I like to call it, hashtag pandemic pedagogy has really brought that to light. So uh, it's, it's definitely, again, not only going to be an adjustment instructionally, but it's going to be an adjustment for our students socially. Mm. So, Pam, Jay and I are both in the educational arena. So I think we are speaking from the point of, you know, a teacher or in the classroom, those who are dealing with students directly on an instructional level. But being a parent, grandparent, what are your thoughts about virtual, in-person, a hybrid? Are we ready for it? Should kids go back gun-ho? Or um, are there other adjustments or considerations that we need to have as we move into the next school year? I think it's up to the parents or the grandparents or whoever's raising the children. Mm-hmm. Um, my grandson, he'll be going back into the school. He's been virtual this whole time, but he's going to be going back because I think the kids need the school structure. I think they need to be around other other kids. And as long as it stays down and doesn't go up to another peak or we have another bad outbreak and it should mm-hmm. to be okay. I will still have my mask just in case even though it isn't mandated. Right. It's just a it's just a touchy situation because you know it's up and down, up and down. You know, people are vaccinated, some aren't vaccinated. Um the COVID is a lot up. aren't vaccinated. Yeah, in Tennessee right. especially. Mm. And people are still catching COVID and still dying from COVID, so even people that have been vaccinated are getting COVID. My grandson's uh, mother fully vaccinated and, and caught COVID. So you just made me sweat. You just made me break out into a sweat. Listen, so we still need to be careful. I guess yeah. is what you're saying. We still need to practice the suggestions recommended by the CDC and all those who are trying to help stop the spread of COVID. And even though we're vaccinated, we do have to remember that a lot of people aren't. And as you mentioned, Pam, I guess you could still catch it. What, I, To my understanding, if you catch it and you have the vaccine, that it might not lead to such a serious illness or some of the complications that we saw people experience when COVID was full steam. Okay, so... Kids going back into the school, we're going to pray they're safe. We have teachers going back into school, we're going to pray that they're safe. You're right, it's still touchy, but that whole socialization and the mental and emotional health is very real. Families have to make the best decisions for them, but it's best to make a decision where you have all the information. And one thing that we know, and data doesn't lie, is that the academic proficiency of a lot, not a few, a lot of students in virtual learning, they did not fare well. Those academic proficiencies dropped. They did not move as far as they would normally in the classroom structure. So that's something to think about as well. Now, there are some students who do very well virtually, in person, that's fine, but You need to do whatever it takes for your kid to thrive in their academic setting, whatever that is. Do not let them fall behind, which brings us full circle 
to even though it's summertime, engage them in some intellectual learning or activities. Not saying all day, every day, maybe an hour or two a week would probably work. What do you think, Jay? Yeah, an hour, an hour or so a day. And then if two, I said a week, you said a day. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> depending upon the, the age level of the child, the, the the type of activity that the child is engaged in, you know, okay. you know your child. You know what he or she is, is most interested in, and you know what it takes to sustain his or her attention. And, you know, how you can best maximize that time that is spent uh, to make sure that he or she is using that time wisely so that by the end of the summer, you know, as we said, the summer is not spent eating hot Cheetos and on the game. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. And if they got that, uh, the, COVID pounds that I did, we need to get outside. Like Pam said, I need to walk or hike. No, except the hiking. Let me go back. Rewind. I need to walk and get some type of physical activity as well as our kids. So, listeners, if you have any tips or strategies, suggestions, or just want to weigh in on the topic, feel free to call our talk line. That's 865-409-1170. You can leave comments on talkingwitht.com or engage with us in social media. But for now, that's it for this bit. And I can't wait to talk to the two of you next week. And I can't wait to tell it. And you know I'm going to say it. Well, once again, we've come to the end. But be reminded, you can call in with your thoughts or opinions to our talk line. That's 865-409-1170. 865-409-1170. You can also leave comments on talkingwitht.com share stories or spill some tea. In the meantime and in between time, engage with us on social media and subscribe to Talking With Tea Daily, our online newspaper for your daily scoop of trending news to find out what we're talking about. Be sure to stay tuned to the D.L. Hughley Show right here on the historic WJBE and when you turn down for the evening, check out the smooth grooves from the Sweat Motel. Thank you for tuning in to Talking With T, your urban talk show. The show designed with you in mind. And we would love to connect with you right now on social media. All things Talking With T. And you can listen to the show 24-7, 365 on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, and iHeartRadio. Now on that note, T will end with a quote. The best way to predict your future is to create it. Abraham Lincoln. Remember where you heard the word. Keep the peace until next week. You've been listening to Talking with Tea.